everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of Common Section. That's right. Even though the quarantine has lifted, we are still quarantining ourselves. Why? Because we are in That's separate right. spots. The way, because you know, I'm not going anywhere. I am terrified. I don't trust it. I got this far. I'm not dying now. Yeah, I mean, like survival of the fittest. Those who um, uh, stay inside the longest uh, survive the longest. You know, do you remember yesterday uh, the really bad weather we were having? There was even talk about tornadoes and stuff like that. Yeah. There was a moment where I said, I did not go through all this quarantine just to die now from a tornado. I know. I am going to live. Yeah, I know. Uh I realize that's a relief, and you probably already uh, know this relief, but um, I haven't always... I used to constantly live on a, a top floor. Now I live in a basement, so now whenever oh, anything yes. like that happens, I'm like, I don't even have to move. Yeah, you are safe. And if, you yeah. know what? If anyone get, If you get mad at anyone... They have to come to you when there's bad weather. On their yeah. knees begging, saying, please yeah. save us. And just like Rorschach from Watchmen, you'll just be like in a weird voice, they'll ask me to save them, and I will respond with, no. <laughs> yeah. Ah, uh, yes. Zack Snyder reference. I have a feeling maybe somewhere in the episode there might be another reference to Zack Snyder somewhere. There could be. There, there could be. There may have been a little bit of news that happened with Zack. Right. Teeny tiny news. Nothing <laughs> we've ever mentioned bit. before. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, not a lot of Hollywood news going on right now, although it does sound like there is some stuff that's opening up. But um, we figured that we would take this time to cover some some of the news that's been coming out, and plus, in honor of the first X-Men movie, Turning 20, I believe it's next month it turns 20. 20 years since the first X-Men movie. The movie that really kicked off the era of superhero movies that we're in today. We decide that we're going to rank not the 10 best superhero movies, although these ones are all great, but the 10 most important movies to the superhero genre. And that is one I'm... One segment I'm really looking forward to. So yeah, I figured we yeah. could always do that now if we wanted. Yeah, we we can start with it. Um, I I thought this this was an interesting different way to look at the list because we've done favorites, personal favorites yeah. a lot, and I have to really, um, you know, there's a lot. I feel like there's more pressure because I had to choose things that um, I, I had to um, do. The the reality of what is the most influential, I guess, the the justice it deserves. But yes. um, uh, that said, uh, when I making a, a top ten most important superhero movies list, I knew that there are many uh, that are definitely the most important that I either haven't seen or um, haven't seen in so long that I couldn't really sell it or do it justice. Yes, so, thank um, you for not being a sellout and just pretending. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I saw um, that movie. I watched the trailer. I, it, it seemed pretty good. <laughs> it's, no, so for the for the most part, like I I kind of was going for uh like um if I could confirm some level of influentialness about it, something that makes it important and um. Uh, 
that I could talk about it with some knowledge. Um, so yeah, I, I assume that if I leave anything important out, you've probably got it covered. I think so. I think I've got a pretty good list. <laughs> yeah. Now, mine is by release date. Did you like actually rank yours, or are they just kind of here uh, the they're not, 10 important ones? They're not ranked. I think I just kind of ordered them based on when I wanted to talk about it. Or not, It's kind of random, actually. <laughs> oh, okay. Nothing like random chaos to get you going Absolutely. in the day. All right, so do we want to do our norm? Normally, whenever we do like a list type thing, we do we go back and forth. Do we want to do it like that? Uh, yeah, sure. I am actually starting to wonder if I should do it by release order because I um one thing I think what could be a good idea is if one of us mentions one that the other is just going to bring up, um, we could always just talk about it then. Uh, yes. To for efficiency's sake. Um, but, uh, yeah, if you want. Um, my guess, because none of mine are all that old, you probably have an, you probably have an, any, an earlier, a few earlier ones than I do, so um, I can let you start with your first on the list. All right, so for mine, my first one on the list is what I would say is the most important superhero movie ever made. Wow. So this movie created the groundwork for every other superhero movie that came afterwards. If this one didn't work, they would have all failed. And every superhero movie that's ever existed has talked about how they looked to this movie for 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 influence. And that movie is Superman from 1978, directed by Richard Donner and starring Christopher Reeve as the Man of Steel. Oh, yes. This this was definitely one I uh, was like, this absolutely is deserves to be on the list, but I couldn't do it justice. Yes. Thank you once again for not pretending like you've seen it. Yeah. I saw Superman Returns. Does that count? It's kind of the same thing, but worse. <laughs> yeah. All right. So um, this movie, I just... Easily, I think, is the most important superhero movie ever made. When this came out, the only other superhero movies that had come before, at least in feature film-wise, there had been the old black-and-white serials. But the only ones previously were uh, Superman the Moleman and Batman the Movie. And those were basically episodes of the TV shows that they just put in theaters. This wasn't going to be the first real time we had a superhero adapted to the cinema. This And this pretty much laid everything that every superhero movie would follow. We had the origin story. We had it where we introduced Superman's biggest villain, Lex Luthor. And yes. we had special effects, which, at the, which when you look at what came before, were so much more advanced than what we had had previously in the George Reeves television series. And this introduced us to Christopher Reeve as Superman. Maybe the best casting that's ever happened in a superhero movie. Christopher Reeve, who not only looked like he walked out of the pages of the Superman comics, like, I mean, you got you can't see it, but do, I have on my wall a, a picture of a Superman comic book. There's like a cover from it. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. I think I, I think I remember it actually. Yeah, it's. I, 
I'm not sure when it's from, but it looks just like Christopher Reeve right there. Mm-hmm. And not only that, but he played the role so perfectly. There is, you can believe that, I mean, the test of a Superman actor is how, like, and this may sound cheesy, but this is like the test. When there's danger going on, they can reassure you with a nod and a smile. And you you kind of have to have a special talent for that. And we George Reeves had it. Dean Cain had it. We saw Tom Welling had it in the Smallville finale. And there was just something about the way Reeves portrayed Superman where even when you believe that this guy is good and that he, even when there's danger, he can make you feel safe. And we also had Margot Kidder as Lois Lane, who for a lot of people is the definitive Lois Lane. And we also had mm-hmm. Gene Hackman as Lex Luthor. And oh, yeah. I don't know if there's ever been an adaption of a character that influenced the that influenced the character in the comics so much. This movie introduced the idea that the S on Superman's chest wasn't just an S. It was a symbol from Krypton. They had it where Lois Lane has trouble spelling, which was a fun little thing to do. <laughs> and we still see it where it's being in- referenced all the time. We had it constantly referenced on Smallville. They referenced it on Supergirl. Even in the re- even recently with Crisis on Infinite Earths, besides having Brandon Routh, who is technically the Christopher Reeve Superman, in part one of Crisis on Infinite Earths, when it looks like the world's about to be destroyed... Clark and Lois put their son Jonathan in a pod and repeat the same dialogue that Marlon Brando gave as Jarrell from Superman the movie. So even 41 years later, it's still being referenced. For a lot of people, this is the definitive live-action version of Superman. And for me, um, my top three live-action... Like, when I think of Superman, who are, like, my three definitive live-action ones, it's Christopher Reeve, Tom Welling, and Tyler Hoechlin. Yeah. So for me, this is the definitive cinematic version of Superman. And I don't know if we'll ever have another one this definitive, but this one just perfectly captured the character. I recently rewatched the four movies, and this first movie, it just laid the groundwork for everything. Uh, Christopher Nolan talked about how when he was making Batman Begins, he basically wanted to make the Batman version of that movie. Uh, You can see a lot of the influence in Sam Raimi's Spider-Man. Kevin Feige talks about whenever he hires someone to do a Marvel Cinematic Universe movie, part of their job is they have to go back and watch Superman the movie. Is Besides just like being a great superhero movie, this is a great film. You just, whether you're looking at the stuff that happened in Krypton, I love the stuff that they had in Smallville. Uh, one of my favorite scenes ever in a superhero movie is uh, Jonathan Kent telling Clark that he's here for a reason. He doesn't know what that reason is, but he knows Clark is here for a reason. So much great stuff. It does a great job of balancing both the action and the humor, something that, unfortunately, a lot of superhero movies today struggle with. So, for me, the most important superhero movie ever made is Superman the movie from 1978. Absolutely. A good start to the list. And, uh, I mean, you mentioned, um, like, uh, all of 
just how much it gets referenced. Like, you can definitely see the influence everywhere. That Even I am aware of all the influence that this movie has had on yes. pop pop culture and certainly of future superhero movies just from being a human. Uh, so definitely deserving you cannot of this escape list. It. You can't. <laughs> you can escape watching 100% of it, but you can't escape it. It's there. It's like a stalker in a way. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, well, my first one, um, the this is, I believe, the uh, earliest, uh, the oldest one on my list. Um, uh, and uh, it is from the year 1989. Can oh, we imagine? boy. Uh, I'm getting excited. Um. Yeah, I know I've left a lot of options. There are a lot of other <laughs> iconic superhero movies from this year. I don't know if there are any. It's uh, Batman 1989, directed by Tim Burton. Um, I, I was... With, all, with a lot of these on the list, since there's a lot of sequels, um, some of them I question, like, you know, sometimes uh, you prefer the sequels or i mean not in in this case uh i think this one is my my favorite of the four but um you know i I still think that uh despite the fact that there are uh three others after this um in this line uh this one kind of had to be the most influential or the most important of them because um i really think this kind of i mean there are a lot of reinventions of superhero movies um defining them for new eras but i think this marks one of them i think we'll um i think a lot of these on my list and probably on yours will be like this really set the the framework for what superhero movies were for some years after that yeah and i think that this movie kind of did that by being a little darker like you're seeing batman just a, a bit darker for the first time uh, or first time on on the movie screen, um, and um, yeah, it just it really uh, brought an, an, a new light to uh, what Batman could be. That it could be um, a successful uh, franchise there in the late '80s and '90s, and it shaped a lot of the superhero movies that were to come. Uh, so what, what do you think about, uh, Batman 1989? Have you seen it? Oh, I have. In fact, I may have just rewatched it a few weeks ago. Oh. <laughs> along with the other three. Yeah. But yes, that was the next one on my list, Batman 1989. <laughs> so, Very good. this movie, like I said, is this, I think, the second most important superhero movie ever made. And unlike, say, this, we had this, the Christopher Reeve Superman movies, which were light and hopeful, this was dark, and it just it showed basically the other side of what you could do with superhero movies after the Superman movies. And it yes. it reinvented Batman because for a lot of people, it whenever you thought about Batman, they thought of Adam West, and this really created the Batman era that we're in now, where for most people, Batman is their favorite superhero. And I yeah. think this movie, 
more than any other one, did a good job of balancing both the dark aspect and the fun aspect. There's never a moment where you feel like it's going too dark or it's just, or you might feel it's going too far fun. It knows what it is. Burton did such a great job balancing everything. And I think for me, this this movie easily is the best live-action version we've ever had of Batman. The way that they portray Gotham City is the best way we've ever seen it portrayed on the big screen. We had Michael Keaton, who I think is the best live-action Batman we've ever had. We also had Jack... Jack, I almost said Jack Napier. No, that's the character. <laughs> Jack Nicholson as the Joker, who is my favorite live-action Joker, who did a great job of playing both the crazy character and the showman. And you just watch it. And da also, Danny Elfman's score in this movie just perfectly sets the tone for the movie. It's yeah. one of, more than any other live-action Batman, when you hear that Danny Elfman theme, you it feels like Batman. Versus yeah. Hans Zimmer's score feels a little bit just like it's another action thing, but this Danny Elfman score feels like Batman. And we also yeah. had the perfect Batmobile. Just oh, yes. the best Batmobile we've ever had. And this really... be This movie made it so where Batman really was became the legend. You know, we have it where the two the two big superheroes are obviously Superman and Batman. And I would say right under them is Wonder Woman and Spider-Man. And then there's everyone else. Yeah. <laughs> and this movie made it so that Batman just wasn't a show from the 60s. This is a character who gets reinvented for the times. And everything that you love about Batman comes from this movie whether it's Batman the Animated Series, the Arkham games, Gotham, the TV show, and even the new Robert Pattinson Batman, this was a game changer, and it changed the Dark Knight forever. So, yes, yeah, there we go. I knew <clears throat> that when we got to talk about Batman 1989, uh, it was going to be my favorite one to talk about. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I, uh, <laughs> I almost felt guilty seeing, wow, this is the first one I'm going to bring up. Stealing your thunder. I know. I just like, uh, <laughs> you monster. How dare you? <laughs> no, but you still got to to um, to uh, to sing its praises as it deserves. Yes. yes. Um, oh, such a great movie. So since that was your next one, uh, should I go to 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 my next one? Sure. Go ahead. <clears throat> um. This one I'm actually this is maybe the the only one where I'm maybe breaking the rules that I just set for myself slightly. I have seen this movie, but it has been a very long time. But okay, it, it, in a list of uh, most important movies, um, I really felt like I mean we couldn't not talk about this. And especially in my studies, I learned about a lot about this movie that um, I didn't realize about it, actually. Your studies? Um, what studies? I was just looking. When I was researching oh, okay. uh, just movies. Oh, It wasn't to... like they just brought up in a class one time. No, so I wanted class, to... we should talk about this movie. <laughs> it would be good. Watch it. It's very good. Trust me. How you got into mental I... score? Yeah, that was my, uh, that was one of my study abroad in Berlin. Oh, yes. Um... <laughs> Too bad you had to watch it with subtitles, but then it makes it even more yeah. like a comic book where you had to read yeah. it. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I initially uh, wanted to put uh, Spider-Man 1 on this list. I guess that's a, a spoiler that it's it's not. But um, uh, as a nod to a movie that uh, proved like Marvel mo- movies could uh, do well um, in an era or shortly after DC movies were doing so well for so long. Um, but, uh, like, I mean, that came out in 2002. Uh, this is a movie that came out four years earlier and was a Marvel movie that, um, was, did incredibly well, uh, at the, um, it made a lot. And I think it really kind of paved the way for Marvel also being a successful comic book movie franchise going forward. And that is Blade. Um, and also, um, I mean, when we're talking about the most important movies, I think it also, in a list like this, with what's everything going on in the world right now, I think, like, you know, we're finally seeing a a black superhero on screen is very important to a lot of people, and we didn't see that again, sadly, for 20 years, as a lead, I mean. Well, Um, with sequels to this one. Yeah, I mean, uh, as a lead Marvel movie in a new franchise. <clears throat> uh, but yeah, I, th- I must have saw this when I was pretty young. Uh, I don't remember if it's good, but I do <laughs> know I do know that it is important. So I feel pretty good about that. Have you ever seen Blade? I have not. You know, my uh, aunt and uncle were having a garage sale, and they had a tape of Blade in there, and I took it. Maybe yeah. I should have paid for it or told them first, but I took it. <laughs> oh. I've never, I've had it for a few years. I've never gotten around to it. Maybe with all this quarantine stuff, I'll get around to it. Yeah, but I, I know Blade from the '90s Spider-Man, um, yeah, '90s Spider-Man cartoon. But I will I, say, I don't know if I would say it's one of the most influential superhero movies. Like for starters. If you don't know this is Marvel, you wouldn't think this is a superhero movie. Yeah, that's true. It's I kind of forgot it was Marvel. It kind of falls into Guardi- Guardians territory, where if we say Guardians is a superhero movie, are we saying Star Wars is a superhero movie? Yeah. I And I did... I You know, it's funny. I actually... Um, I, when I was doing my studies, my research... Um, I, I was looking up, like, uh, just a list of all superhero movies, and it is so... I don't know if you've ever seen, like, if you go to, like, IMDb or even, like, on Wikipedia, like, a list of superhero movies. I mean, it just lists anything with power. Like, it listed Sonic the Hedgehog. Like, it lists... Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, what was the list? I think I saw it earlier. It was a list of American superhero movies, but none of them were DC or Marvel. Yeah, I know. I kept trying to think. It's like, there must be another page for that. The, to- like... the Toxic Avenger. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. I was I was looking at the list, and I was just like, well, Super Mario is on here. It does say Super. Oh, Turbo, a Power Rangers movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, again, like, uh, uh, I, I thought, again, like, I didn't, I don't feel like I can do Blade too much justice, um, which is what I wanted to do for more of these movies, but, uh, I, uh, I, I was surprised to learn, like, just how much of a, like, 
box office hit it was and that it, it kind of i guess i just it's hard to say whether you know marvel would have really uh you know what what would have happened to marvel if they didn't you know get this test run and see that uh, marvel could do well on the screen i i think even if this movie would have flopped it would have been okay because i don't think a lot of people when the, when blade was coming out were like oh my god it's based on that marvel comic book and like Blade's that kind of true. like a really deep, deep in there. But yeah, I mean, uh, it, I suppose it's true that like, um, like when Spider Man or X Men comes out, um, yeah. people are immediately like, like the Marvel comic. Yeah. But um, I mean, I but Blade I'd... is in some of the best episodes of Spider Man the Animated Series from the nineties. Hmm. Well, I still think an important and interesting part of Marvel and quote unquote superhero yes. uh history. So um Well before we move on, did you know that maybe I told you about this earlier. I was reading an old Marvel comic, which was printed before I was born. How I have it, I don't know, but still. I was reading it. Mm-hmm. And they had Stanley's soapbox and he talked about how um, after Blade, Wesley Snipes was going to star in one of the upcoming Marvel movies after X-Men Spider-Man Black Panther. Wow. He was going <laughs> to he was gonna be double the superheroes. He was going to be like Ben Affleck. Yeah. Double the superhero movies. Yeah, and then it took until 2018. But you know what? We got a really good movie in 2018. Yeah, no. <laughs> I... I it's still looking back, I grow to admire that movie more and more. It is one of the great Marvel movies to me. Um, we might talk about it later. Um, Possibly. Um, it may have been nominated for something. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Little <laughs> award. Yeah. Um. So, um. What do you have next on the list here? Well, speaking of Marvel movies, you know, we had it where we had the DC movies. You know, we had Superman, Batman, the titans of the superhero genre. But finally, in the year 2000, it was going to be Marvel's chance to shine because they were going to have one of their most, their biggest and best superhero teams on the big screen in 2000's X-Men. That's right. The reason we're doing this list with its 20-year anniversary coming up next month. Yes. So X-Men took what had been laid before them with Donner Superman and Burton's Batman and jumped it forward for a new era. This was a movie that did what the best Marvel comics did. They had a superhero story but they also added the personal elements, the human elements. Besides just the story of, you know, the X-Men have to stop Magneto because he's going to use Rogue in this one device thing to turn everyone into mutants. This was a movie with characters who have personal stories. We have Wolverine, the best X-Men character ever, who... (laughs) um, is going through life not knowing who he is because his memory's been taken from him. And we also have Charles Xavier, who is fighting to make sure 
to try and make it so that humans and mutants can peacefully coexist from one, with with one another. And we also have Magneto, who was friends with Xavier at one time, but now he has a different view where he feels mutants are superior and they need to take over the human race. And it is such a great movie. It is such a great job of really... In a movie that's really a team movie, they did a great job of introducing all the characters. Obviously, the big three you focus on are Wolverine, Xavier, Magneto. But they yeah. did a great job introducing everyone. And when you look, it really did jump forward a few years. And it felt like this was kind of the first superhero movie that felt like it was taking place in our world at our time where that we were currently in. Yeah. So, and you had just the special effects had jumped forward. You know, without X-Men and this uh, the next movie on my list, you wouldn't have any Marvel movies coming out. And so I think for anyone who's ever loved a Marvel movie, from Spider-Man to Civil War to Into the Spider-Verse, you owe X-Men. And it just did such a great job introducing everything. This was the beginning of the real uh, current modern age of superhero movies with X-Men 2000. Yeah. Um, that was this was my next one, too. I, oh, yes. uh, I was thinking like, I mean, this is one of the early times, if if not really, I mean, the first time really that we're seeing a, a live action like big sort of team movie and that's become the standard so in terms of an important part of the history of superhero movies it's a a, a big one uh and i think I, I forget often how early on this movie was in the echelon of superhero movies just that it became it came before uh spider-man uh one and, and stuff so it really um, I think I don't, I never gave it enough credit for how much it, it did shape, uh, superhero movies in the 21st century. Um, and yeah, I th we definitely have it to thank for much of what we saw in the last, uh, 20 years. Yes. Um... So yeah, and uh, like I've mentioned, I've I've slacked on a lot of X Men stuff. Haven't seen every X Men movie, but this one is the one I always uh, remembered the best, despite it being the oldest. And um, and I always just when I think of X Men, I this is tends to be what I think of. Uh, of course, it's just it's the one that sticks in my memory the most. So absolutely. A good one. Oh yes, I'll be pretty, watching pretty it again, again this weekend. Oh yeah. <laughs> so much um, goodness. Absolutely, and th since that was the next on my list, um, oh well, going back and <laughs> forth, um, y you can uh, move on to your next one if you'd like. All right. Well, let's move forward from the year two thousand up ahead two years. To 2002. I think you may know what one this one's going to be. Yes. Kind of like how Donner, Superman, Burton's Batman complemented each other. This was yeah. the counter... This... What... 
While X-Men was one side of what you could do in modern superhero movies, this was the other side. And it laid the groundwork for what every Marvel Cinematic Universe movie would do afterwards. I mean, basically, if you love what the MCU did in their good movies, you owe this movie so much. And that is 2002 Spider-Man, directed by Sam Raimi and starring Tobey Maguire. Just like a lot of the great superhero movies, this introduced Spider-Man onto the big screen. And I remember going to it thinking, wow, we're going to have a live-action Spider-Man movie like we do Batman. And this did a great job of really um, portraying everything of Spider-Man. In a way, like if this had been the only Spider-Man movie you ever got, you'd be satisfied. Kind of like the other movies we talked about on this list, if that had been the only one. But luckily it wasn't. So they did a great job of introducing Peter Parker. He's the average nerdy about to graduate from high school, going to college uh, student. He gets bitten by a spider and he becomes Spider-Man. They did such a great job of doing the origin while at the same time also introducing the Green Goblin. A lot of similar way to what they did with Donner Superman of doing the origin story, introducing Lex Luthor. And Toy McGuire did such a great job as Spider-Man. And I think Spider-Man is probably one of the most difficult characters you have to play because you have to make sure you're able to do both the, the comedy side of it and the drama side. And Toy McGuire did such a great job with that. We also yeah. have William Defoe, who is creepy as the Green Goblin, which made him <laughs> great. Yeah. And there's so many iconic moments from this movie. I don't know. Like, for a lot of people, Spider-Man 2 was the better movie, which I agree with. I think Spider-Man 2 was not only the best Spider-Man movie, I think it's the best Marvel movie ever made. But this movie has so many iconic moments, from the upside-down kiss to... Um, Uncle Ben telling Peter with great power comes great responsibility. This mm-hmm. was, I mean, we talked about how X-Men kind of laid the groundwork of what the modern superhero movie did, but this lit the spark so much that it pushed everything forward. And so, so much is owed to this Spider-Man movie. This is, Sp- Spider-Man is obviously Marvel's biggest character and it had to be done right. Um, uh, even though he hadn't been in a movie before, you did have people who grew up either in the 60s cartoon or Spider-Man's Amazing Friends cartoon in the 80s or, like I did, the 90s Spider-Man cartoon. And he did such a great job of capturing the character. And so that is why Spider-Man from 2002 is on the list, which I'm assuming was also your next one. Um, uh, it, it's interesting. I kept switching back before and forth between Spider-Man 1 and 2. Um... And after uh, your justifications, I um, I, uh, I I feel like I should have kept it as Spider. I initially had one. I switched it to two at the last minute. But my, uh-huh. my 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 thinking, and that was my next one, Spider Man Two. My thinking was I wanted to have sort of a place for like um, a movie sort of showing people just how good super mo- superhero movies can be. Although that's also kind of my justification for the next one on my list, so. Um, <laughs> but um, 
I mean, I still do think Spider-Man 2, one of the most influential superhero movies. Um, that said, I, I do agree that there are so many iconic moments from that first one and how it went on to define a lot of what Mar Marvel movies were afterwards to begin with. Um, in a way, uh, in in those ways, it is the first one has probably influenced uh, society a, a lot, or, you know, or our culture, pop culture, a lot more than the second one. But, um, I mean, yeah, on, most pe on so many people's lists of, like, the best superhero movie ever, I mean, or, or just the best uh, Marvel movie ever, I should say, uh, Spider-Man 2 lands way up there, and it is tends to be the tends to be the most revered of them and in that way i thought that it was deserving of being on this list as well but i think both good picks um but yeah spider-man one incredibly influential i i would have put that too but i, I was trying to pick one i just knew <laughs> something in one or two to me had to be on the list yes so you decide to go with spider-man 2 yeah yeah, so I would say Spider-Man is the most influential, but I think Spider-Man 2 really did, like you said earlier, showed what the potential of a Marvel movie could be because it showed it did such a great job of showing Spider-Man kind of in his prime, what you could do with this character, and but easily by far, I think still the best Marvel movie we've ever gotten. Yeah. And that and that's and that's influential in its own way. So, um Oh yeah, so that was mine. Um, <clears throat> what uh, what do you got next? Well, my what next one be? is from two thousand five. Yes, it is Sky High. No, just kidding. No. <laughs> <laughs> I did see. I actually, I almost wanted to make that joke too. Or, um, I I I uh, put Sky High on my list just to. <laughs> Oh, anyway. did, did I, Sky High was one of those disappointing movie experiences I've ever had. Did you expect it to be a, like I was expecting a, a superhero movies? Dream? I was like, okay, we've had X Men, Spider Man, what's Sky High gonna be like? And I'm just watching. I'm just like, oh my god, this sucks. This <laughs> sucks so much. I, I mean, it's <clears throat> it's it would. I think it would be an insult to perhaps Disney Channel movies, but it's much more of a Disney Channel movie type of thing than yes. a superhero movie. Yes. I was hoping for something great, but oh well. <laughs> well, but in 2005, we did get a movie that is constantly referenced as being very influential. Yeah. No, we had 1989's Batman movie, and we had the four movies, and then it kind of runs course, and, you know... Whether they were going to do more afterwards, it kind of feel, felt like this series had kind of naturally come to a close. I mean, when you kill off the villains, there's really only so much you can do. Yeah. But, you know, there was a little bit of wondering, like, <clears throat> when we had X-Men, Spider-Man movies come out, and then we also had Daredevil, Hulk, Fantastic Four also came out this year, there was wondering, when are we going to have one of the big ones come back, as in DC? And we got that in 2005's Batman Begins. Yes. So this movie was very important because now, you know, unlike 
other movies that are sequels, kind of like what Superman Returns tried to be and continuing what had been started. This was a movie that was going to start from scratch. There clearly was a little bit of influence from Burton, but this was its own thing. You know, the previous series was over, and they were going to start from scratch. And this really had to show... They really had to see, would audiences be willing to go, okay, let's go to a new version of a character in the yeah. movies? Because, you know, you'd had the movies, and you had the TV show and the animated series, but we hadn't really had a reboot in the film franchise. Yeah. And so we had it in Batman Begins. And instead of doing what Burton did in doing, like, the classic Batman versus Joker story, this decided to go... And take a lot of influence from Frank Miller's Batman Year One. And it was very grounded, very much set in our real world, which, you know, works for an origin story. I think over time you should get more comic book movie. But for this movie, it has such a great job of showing Batman's origin and re reintroducing new versions of the characters. So, yeah, Batman Begins. I remember being so excited because I was finally going to be able to see, after eight years of waiting, my favorite superhero on the big screen. This made it so that you could reboot characters. And I think yeah, <clears throat> that's very important. I think it keeps the characters alive to have different iterations of them going mm -hmm. on and being remade for the times. So there we have it. Number five, Batman Begins. Uh, great, and this was another one I <clears throat> really considered, but uh, you know, uh, similar thing happening here because my next one is the number two to um this same franchise. Uh, my next one is the Dark Knight, and why um uh with uh Spider Man uh I now I'm kind of thinking like yeah in terms of most important uh. I don't know. I Maybe I should have picked Spider-Man 1. I feel pretty confident about this one, though. I feel good saying that The Dark Knight is one of the most important superhero movies because even though, of course, Batman Begins came before it and it, it was very influential um, and we wouldn't have had The Dark Knight without it since it's a sequel, but um, still, I, I think that more than anything, I think it's The Dark Knight that showed the wider audience just how good superhero movies can be. And that they're like, they're not just movies, but they're film. They're <laughs> filmography. And Autistic. that they're. <laughs> that they are. Um, All th tool driven masterpieces. Thespians are involved, and it's Oscar worthy. And I, I mean, this is a, a movie that. It's really, I think, the first movie in my lifetime that I remember seeing and then sort of in the cultural discussion afterwards feeling like this was a classic movie. Kind of just realizing that. Like, people starting to, to quote it and just recognizing that some of these lines from this movie were going to go on to be some of the most famous lines in cinema. I had kind of felt with some of the lines in this movie and, and some of the performances that, like... Like, because, I mean, I had grown up knowing certain really famous movie lines like, I am your father, and and whatnot. Just, and this was one of the first movies where I was like, I can tell this is going to be important in the history of movies. 
I, I could just feel that, and I think that's still true. And it's never um, gone away. Yeah. So I think more than any other on this list, I think this is kind of the one that showed people how good a superhero movie can be. The Dark Knight. Yes. Speaking of The Dark Knight, that is not number six on my list, but it was number seven oh. on my list. <laughs> the Dark Knight. The only se- the only sequel I have on this list. Oh, yeah. So The Dark Knight, kind of like going back to Batman Begins, Batman Begins was introducing a new version of the character to movies, to the audience. But this was going to do something different. This was going to say, okay, <clears throat> Burton pretty much nailed the Batman-Joker movie, and now they're going to try and do it again. And I remember like being excited for it, but just being like, okay, but we already have a Batman versus Joker movie. How good is it going to be? Yeah. And this did a great job of doing another version of the Batman versus Joker story, but making it its own thing. Yeah. And they did such a great job with it. Uh, Heath Ledger was probably, along with Michael Caine, the best cast in these the whole uh, trilogy. Yeah. And this movie obviously continued with what had been established in Batman Begins. We're doing very grounded, very much like it could happen in our real world type of scenario. Yeah. And uh, followed along with Frank Miller's Batman Year One, which obviously the ending with Two-Face is pretty much from... Batman Year One, where Batman saves Gordon's kid. And yeah. it took stuff from The Killing Joke, The Long Halloween, a little bit of Dark Knight Returns, and Year One. And it did such a great job of telling a similar story, but making it its own. And I think that's what a lot of great superhero movies have had to uh, have had to do, and a lot of like the characters that we have now, eventually they'll have to face that same test of how do you do something similar but do it in its own way. And this was a mo- movie that really connected with a lot of people, besides just Batman being almost everyone's favorite superhero. It did a great job of connecting with people besides just the hardcore Batman comic book fans. So The Dark Knight, such a great movie. Not as strong, in my opinion, as Burton's first Batman movie, but still a great movie. Yeah, um, and I, I would still, I would still tend to say it's my favorite superhero movie. Um, it might have just been when it came out in my life, but it is a, a, a fantastic movie. Um, <clears throat> um, to, to, I have a, a feel. I. Th- I have a feeling that if I were to keep going on my list, I would just start bringing up a bunch of your movies before you bring them up. So if we want to get back on the timeline track, you can bring up your next one if you want. Apparently there's one in between uh, 2005 and 2008. Uh, Yes. Yes. So Dark Knight came out in July 2008. But if we go back two months to May 2008, there was another important movie that came out, and that is the first Iron Man. And before people start gasping, like, ah, is not for the reason you people think. No, no, no. It has nothing to do with the Marvel Cinematic Universe. (laughs) (laughs) So we had the X-Men franchise, and we had the Spider-Man franchise. By this time, we'd had trilogies from both. 
And we'd also had a couple Fantastic Four movies and a Hulk movie. But this movie was going to be a real test. <clears throat> you see, you know, when X-Men came out, you'd had the X-Men animated series on Fox Kids that was very popular. With, <clears throat> with Spider-Man, you had the 90s cartoon that people loved. And you also had Spider-Man's Amazing Friends in the 60s show. With the Hulk, people knew from the Bill Bixby show. This was the time we were going to have a B-list character that no one had ever heard of, Iron Man. A.K.A. Batman ripoff in an iron costume. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember reading about how there was going to be an Iron Man movie and being like, who cares, this is going to flop. Yeah. Because unlike the other um, Marvel movies that you know I just mentioned, they could not just go on brand recognition alone. This had to win the audience, and yeah. it did. This was <clears throat> a great movie. It did a great job introducing people to Tony Stark, who perfectly portrayed by Robert Downey Jr. They had they showed a guy and how <clears throat> one incident can make him change his life around and want to be a hero instead of just being a jerk like he had been. Yeah. And this movie showed audiences that even if it's a character you've never heard of, like Batman or Spider-Man, you can go to an Iron Man movie, never heard of it, which I don't think you could have done without the X-Men Spider-Man movies. You had to have it <coughs> where the audience had built trust with characters they already know, seen that Marvel logo, and then when they saw that in front of the Iron Man previews, they're like, okay, I saw Spider-Man and X-Men, I'll go check that out. And yeah. it showed that it this really changed the game of it doesn't matter how famous your character is, you can still do it. Yeah, You can take a character no one had ever heard of, like Iron Man, and then later Thor, Captain America, but like Iron Man, and if you make a good movie, people will come and see it. So... Iron Man really changed the game of where it was no longer just who's the most famous superhero. It was what is the best movie. And it even showed where Iron Man 3, which, you know, a lot of people debate about, but Iron Man 3 even beat Superman at the box office in 2013. And it was because generally people thought Iron Man 3 was better than Man of Steel. And so Iron Man just completely changed the game. Yeah. Less said about Iron Man 2, the better. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Um, it's I realize um, when we started these uh, lists, um, I was looking at mine and I was just like, "Wait, something's missing." And I realized a couple into this, I left off Iron Man. Oh, and wow. I well, you know, ab- you know. <laughs> well, no, uh, I I went back and changed it. Uh, so Iron Man is my next one because oh, I wow. absolutely think. That that belongs on this list. Um, I had changed it just around when we started, <laughs> um, and booted. I booted something off that um, I wasn't feeling that sure about anyway. I'll I'll, I'll say what it is. I know uh, it's man. It it's uh it not. I mean, it is something jokey. It's a uh, Deadpool, and the reason oh. <laughs> for my justification was uh, I thought, like, you know, it, it sort of paved the way for R-rated, not just for kids sort of superhero movie and uh, an actually pretty good, fairly uh, comedic one. 
Um, but I was still like, is it that really that important? Like, if using the word important, I don't know. Uh, Iron Man, now that like that is a truly important superhero movie for a lot of the reasons that you said. It um, uh, showed that um, you know a superhero movie uh, it doesn't need to just go off of name recognition. Um, you can it, you know. Uh, such a successful movie and it's not spider-man or batman or superman it's iron man and uh it kind of i think is one of the reasons why people are now on board with just like if it's a marvel movie i'll see it even if it's a dc movie i'll see it just getting like you're just on board for seeing superhero movies i think that yeah that... this unknown character won people's trust yeah and um in addition to that, I mean, like, uh, you can certainly say what you will about the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but the fact that this started it, like, th- this, in a way, is my one of my proxies for the influence of the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe, because, like, that is becoming the, f- like, or at least for a long time, it became the format of superhero movies, is that it's connected, it's in a universe, um, and that uh this started that so i mean we didn't see crossovers yet but well we saw a little at the end with nick fury oh right right um so yeah iron man that's definitely definitely on my list yes i am iron man i am mhm all right so, no you're not you know <laughs> Gotta build that suit first, otherwise, you know, it's just false advertising. Yeah. All right, so I guess since you had Iron Man on your list, I guess I can move on to my next one. All right. All right, so obviously we already mentioned Dark Knight. Very good. Very good. But now let's move forward from Iron Man four years later. And I mentioned about how, you know, Iron Man, I don't consider just being the first movie in the MCU that important. But this movie is the most important movie for the MCU. It is 2012's The Avengers. So, this was a movie that really had a lot stacked against it. It was, alright, we've had luck with bringing these zeros that nobody's ever heard of in their solo movies. And now we're going to have to try to combine them together. And will it work? Probably not. But yet it did. Yeah. Which, I still look back surprised, like, wow, they actually made an Avengers movie that was actually good. Yeah. <laughs> a couple of them, too. Civil War, Infinity War. Yep. <laughs> so, um, we had, this Avengers movie was so important because it sh- this was going to be the, kind of the final phase of, would this Marvel experiment work? If the Avengers flopped and people hated it, then the MCU would have crumbled and died. But this showed what you could do with crossing them over. It showed that it was possible to cross them over, and it wouldn't just be a last-ditch attempt to fix a broken franchise. And yeah. they did a great job of... I mean, you had your core four of Cap, Iron Man, Thor, and Hulk, giving them kind of equal time. Obviously, Iron Man and Cap are going to have more time. But they did a great job of balancing everyone. They did a great job of introducing everyone and giving the Avengers, like, 
a big enough threat that they needed everyone without um, compromising the story of the movie. And yeah. we did; they did a great job with the character interactions. So, yeah, my number eight for most important superhero movies ever made is 2012's The Avengers. Uh, well, I seem to have uh, predicted right now this list was going to go for a while because my next one is uh, 2012's uh, The Avengers. Oh, yes. And, yeah, no, everything you said, and it's just, um, when we, when I started thinking about this list, I, I mean, I was just like, okay, so Batman 1989, Dark Knight, Avengers, what are the other ones? <laughs> like, it, I just, it was an obvious choice. It, it really, and a lot, for a lot of the same reasons as Iron Man, uh, it, this really showing how a crossover can be done extremely well uh, and really paving the way for the saga that unfolded really uh, in swing now. Uh, and, um, I yeah, I think both of them are, for similar reasons, Iron Man and the Avengers because of how influential the MCU was. But uh, I think they're both equally about equally worthy of being on this list um it's a great and like i um i mentioned before i um was slow on this movie i again i don't think i saw it in theaters um well that's your loss yeah it is my loss but i could have told you this is another one. You had had I not even seen this at all, I would have been able to tell you that this is the mo- one of the most influential movies because of how much it affected pop culture um, afterwards. That said, I have seen this movie and I think it's great um, and important. Yeah, I rewatched it recently. It's always better than I think it should be. I'm always just like, I yeah. can't believe this worked. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So my next one comes five years later after the first Avengers movie. Wow. Is in 2017. And so, you know, going back to the beginning of this list, we had had Superman, Batman. Absolutely. We had the big two, but there was still one member missing of the Holy Trinity. Yeah. And that was Wonder Woman. And so my number nine for the most important superhero movies ever made is Wonder Woman. So this movie... Had a lot of pressure. Sometimes it feels like unfair pressure. Because not only did they have to introduce one of the most famous superheroes of all time. Not only did they have to prove a lot of people wrong and show that a female-led superhero movie could be successful. They also had to follow in the footsteps of two movies, two DC movies, and not a lot of people liked. Yeah. So... And you also had the uh, pressure of the Linda Carter TV show hanging over it. So this movie, I was very happy to see it followed in Donner Superman Burton's Batman's footsteps. They made sure to make the most iconic version of Wonder Woman possible. Like, if we weren't going to get Wonder Woman 1984, and who knows about whenever it's going to come out now, but... If we hadn't gotten it, 
this would have been like, you'd be like, all right, they pretty much covered everything in this movie. You had the, they did a great job of telling the origin story. They did a yeah. great job of showing Wonder Woman with Steve Trevor and saying it during World War One, kind of a little reference to the TV show, which was set during World War Two. Uh, obviously, there was Ares, but he wasn't that great. But hey, <laughs> he was he was there, I guess. So yeah, one and Wonder Woman. This is a movie that had been in development for a long time, even going back. To I think when was it? I think it was 2002, is when they were trying to make one with Joss Whedon, and it they've been trying for a long time and they just couldn't get it right, which you see for a lot of characters like Superman and Batman and Spider Man. They've been trying a long time, but it just doesn't work until finally you get it to work, and it's a great thing that this came out, that this version came out because you know. Who knows what would have happened if one of the earlier ones that wasn't that good had come out. Yeah. So this movie, it brought Wonder Woman back. It showed that Wonder it gave us a new iteration of the character, which we hadn't had since the 1970s. And yeah. it showed that you can't... It unlocked the doors and showed that, hey, you can have female superheroes. Who'd have thunk it? Yeah. So, yeah. Wonder Woman, one of the most important... Uh, superhero movies ever made and with this movie we finally had gotten a movie for the Holy Trinity yes and uh, what you just mentioned is one reason why that is next on my list as well um, it took a long time to finally uh, get a, a woman superhero in the mix um, we already had in the tr- in the, the the Trinity of Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman. We had Batman and Superman in classic versions for a while before this. And finally, we have something that could, I think, certainly come to be considered a classic version of Wonder Woman um, um, in 2017. And, um, yeah, it's... very thankful that it was good on top of that. So now there's a good version of this Trinity. um, They each have a a classic good version. It all is right in the world. Um, And uh, also just kind of uh, (laughs) gave DC, uh, you know, maybe another breath of air. Um, They really had not had a beloved movie for nine years since The Dark Knight. I mean, you had Green Lantern, negative reviews. Dark Knight Rises, at first positive, but as we've seen over time, it's gotten more negative. Man of Steel split the audience, and then BVS kind of destroyed their plans for what they were going to do. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it was, it was refreshing to uh, have such a, a, a great DC movie in, in the mix. And uh, I think, I, of course, we're getting... Um, um, late in the years now. Um, but I think a lot of these are pretty safely predictive. Um, it's only a few years ago, but I think it's safe to say it's an important movie. Um, oh, and I, I realized you said this was nine. Does that mean you only have one more? I don't. I don't I know only if this have happened. One more. I don't know how this got mixed up because I have three more. <laughs> oh well. Um. 
I I'll move on to another one of mine then. Um uh let's see what order am I gonna Okay, um my next one is one year later, I believe. Oh, and mentioned earlier. Um <clears throat> this is uh uh Black Panther. And, um, ooh, I wonder if that was, I wonder if I stole your thunder on this one. I'm not sure. But, yes, um, you did. Oh, <laughs> um, believe it or not, I actually have two later movies than that on my list. Really? But, um, yes, uh, Black Panther, um, as mentioned, uh, earlier, um, it took, uh, 20 years to have uh, another um, l- like new franchise with a-, a black lead character and this one is much more um, I mean you've got an almost entirely uh, black cast so in, in that way um, this is a really important movie in, in pop culture and again uh, uh, with things going on right now I think um like really great to have a movie that um finally like brings diversity into the mix of superhero movies um in in such a a powerful way and also just i think i mean one of the the few marvel movies too just uh, the movie itself just it it kind of stands out in a, in away from a lot of the Marvel movies around it in its time or the MCU movies. Um, I think it, like it takes itself a little more seriously. Um, it feels really refreshing. Um, it's truly one of the great superhero movies, uh, superhero films from this era of superhero films, I think. So it's important for a lot of reasons, basically. Yes, Black Panther. So I guess I can talk about my final movie on the list then, since apparently you have two more after this. <laughs> yeah, and I'll I'll quickly uh, get through those. Um, but oh, yeah, no, take please. your time. They're that important. <laughs> They're the top ten. The two most important ones. No. Yes. All right. So Black Panther was a movie that... Once again, kind of like Iron Man, taking a character no one had really ever heard of and putting them onto the big screen. And by this time, it showed that obviously the audience has come to trust them. And this was the first time we really had a African-American actor in the lead role in a superhero movie. And I think that they kind of knew what that meant for a lot of people because even just for, besides just, you know, the core MCU movie fans they're probably audience members who have been waiting for this going back to watching you know the Adam West Batman or George Reeves Superman when they were airing new episodes this is something that a lot of people probably waiting for and I think they what they did with this movie that really worked in its favor was they made it they told a story that was able to besides just connect to comic book movie fans that was able to connect with a lot of people this story of this movie about, you know, becoming the king after his dad dies and 
the family member trying to take the throne and, you know, the idea of feeling bet- trying to right the wrongs of your father, it feels very classic, almost like a Shakespearean or Greek mythology type thing. Yeah. So I think, you know, it was able to connect with a lot of people. I think that was very smart on their move because they knew that they were that they were going to, the core MCU audience was going to bring a lot of their family members who had waited a long, a long, long time to see an African-American actor play the main superhero in a, in a big budget superhero movie. So they got that. And <clears throat> history was made when Black Panther became the first superhero movie to be nominated for Best Picture. And how important is that? The only time it was ever really truly considered was 10 years ago with The Dark Knight, which had the Oscar rules been a little bit different, it would have for sure been nominated, but we've gone so long, and Black Panther did such a great job. I think it really was that classic story that they told that connected with a lot of people. And so Black Panther, the first superhero movie to be nominated for Best Picture. I, yeah, I, I, um, that was important to mention too. Um, uh, that's a, a really big deal, of course. And then if we saw another one nominated for for best picture, so it's definitely, uh, I mean, being Joker, I guess if you, yes. you called a, a villain movie, but um, uh, I mean, Batman's in there for a little bit. Yeah, that's true. Um. <clears throat> So yeah, it's that's it's becoming normal, um, and that's the first. Um, uh, so um, yeah, I realized when I saw that next, I was like, "Oh, I think I'm trying to squeak this in." So I somehow can, uh, we it, screwed it, up the order. It was going it, perfect, <laughs> and someone screwed it up. Um. Well, no, I think the I think that we're narratively this is going well, and that's exactly why I'm going to flip the script narratively for going into my next one because um, okay, this next one on my list is a bit predictive um, of of the future. It's sort of um, I don't know that this will be influential. I do think it's important in some way, and it's sort of taking up a spot. And then the last one on my list is. A culmination, if you will. So this next one on my list, um, this one was tough to say. Is it important? And it, it wasn't on 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 your list, but um, I did want to throw in a space for an animated movie, um, and uh, in part because I think it could potentially uh, shape what an animated superhero movie is and I almost I I think part of me wanted to put the Incredibles because I just like the Incredibles but I was like eh I think that if you're saying important I am being predictive here but I would lean to say into the Spider-Verse as um, a potentially more important superhero movie um, I mean to me this is one of the my favorite uh I mean, and just personally, it's one of my favorite um, animated movies to come out in the last few years. Um, 
but uh, I mean, I think a lot of people, um, I think it surprised a lot of people is my feeling and just that um, maybe they weren't expecting it or just that, you know, such a, a great movie would come out of this. Um, and it brought uh, Miles Morales to the, the big screen. And uh, um, I, it was just, again, uh, I think a little predictive. I hope that um, we see more to this effect. Um, and, of course, uh, another factor uh, going um, from Black Panther, we see another, um, and this time a, a young black uh, uh, person in the uh, hero role. So, yeah, um, uh, it's, it's so, it's so recent, it's the most recent on my list, but I think that it isn't too far off to predict it as being potentially important, but we'll see. Yeah, uh, I don't know if I can, I don't know how influential or important I think it will be in the long run. Yeah, it's hard to say. I know, um, you know what? It should have made more money than it did. That's the fact that, that Aquaman made more than that is a disgrace. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I just know from I don't know if I can. Uh, I I think it kind of gets brushed under the rug a little bit because it's animated. That's true. I mean, I think I just I really wanted to put an animated movie on here. <laughs> I just you want to screw the system. Yeah, I I just was may like, I also may I also mention Batman Mask of the Phantasm. Yeah, I thought about that too, but um, this one I thought I could do more justice, as I've said. But um, I will many say times. this one is important to me. Why is that? Because it re- it was something the Spider-Man franchise needed after what had come out the year before, and I won't get into it too much, but. We having a new iteration that I was not a fan of, yeah. and then having this franchise run concurrently to it, we had it where we were going back to the Sam Raimi style with this version of Peter B. Parker, and I it's almost kind of like going home in a way, you know, like you have something that doesn't work out, you go to what worked in the first place. Yeah. So. Doing that, having an older Peter Parker have with his marriage broken, introducing Peter with Miles, having Peter mentor him, taking inspiration from obviously Miles' introduction, but also the Spider-Man comic book, the Spider, uh, Spider-Verse comic book from 2014, and then a little bit of the J. Michael Staczynski run of Peter's kind of broken marriage to Mary Jane. Yeah. I think it was something that the Spider-Man franchise needed. Yeah. Because we had it where it was cl- it was clearly not Spider-Man anymore, but this got back on track to where when you look at Peter B. Parker, you're like, okay, that is Spider-Man, the way Spider-Man is supposed to be. And they also made it to where you care about Miles, and you're just not, and you're just like, you're not just like, oh, he's just a knockoff character. They made yeah. him his own character, I think. Pairing him with Peter showed how different they are. So, it, 
I can't say it's, I think it's one of the most important, but it is such a great one. Yeah. Uh, and, I, you know, I think it's not too impossible that maybe this being on this podcast has skewed my view because I had forgotten that, uh, you know, like <laughs> you said, Aquaman made more than it. I think to me it was just like this is a movie was the biggest deal at the time. <laughs> but I think that was just on this podcast. Yes. <laughs> Maybe. Um, uh but but we'll oh, see. I speaking guess... of influence, we we talked about the influence of Sam Raimi's Spider Man one and two. There's references throughout it the of the trilogy in Spider Verse. That's true, yeah. Um but yeah, I'll move on to my last one. Um you know, some of these I was going out on a limb, uh, like with uh, Spider-Man 2, I guess, uh, and uh, Into the Spider-Verse. I guess maybe maybe it's also my Spider-Man bias making me do that. <laughs> um, but uh, my last one, I-, I do feel pretty good about this one, honestly, in, in, in a way. Um, and that's because it was a movie sh- showing the culmination of a cinematic universe and no i did not pick endgame okay um, thank god for that <laughs> i picked infinity war okay in part because i think it's the better part of that story and, and i also see most people think that yeah and the, and that's part of it is that i think that this is the movie where people started to really feel like this is big like something big in cinema is happening right now and i think for a long time i mean this is a little predictive too but i think for I really do think that for a long time from now, people are going to be wondering, what's the next thing that's going to make us feel like this? Like that something this big in movies is happening. And I think that there probably will be a lot of, uh, you know, uh, media kind of trying to do that. Maybe even the MCU itself. But I don't know that it will get to this point again where... um, Everyone is just with bated breath waiting for the culmination of this, you know, decade-long saga. Uh, And then, like, I think it was just very clear. And, like, I mean, mean, in this movie, I mean, just Thanos is such a interesting take on a villain and i think i think we we saw a lot of classic stuff from that movie like there are honestly a lot it's like another instance like in the dark knight where a villain has all of these like classic moments i think we saw that in infinity war um so i think that it is it did shake up to be one of the more important and i think that people are going to remember it uh, more fondly than endgame in the long run yeah, uh, Infinity War felt like um, just it felt like a big event versus uh, Endgame kind of fell into the crisis on Infinite Earth thing of just references that just pointless fan service. But yeah, uh, I almost saw about Infinity War, but again, only ten. So yeah, it was one to go, but. <clears throat> Infinity War, the more time has gone on, the more I've, like, come to like that movie more. Uh, it did such a... It really did show, like, this big event. It felt like those summer, you know, big event books that you have, like A Civil War 
oh, or yeah. a what's the DC one? Uh, Infinite Crisis or something like that. Yeah, but a big event that incl- that has the whole universe coming together, and they did a really good job with that movie because there is so there's so much happening in that movie, and I don't know if anyone in the Marvel regime could have done it better than the Russo brothers. Yeah, and the <laughs> way they portrayed Thanos was great. Of you know, you don't want. You are obviously you hate Thanos, but at the same time you're like he's not totally evil. Like, he thinks what he's doing is good, which is always great yeah. to see. And Thanos well is one of the best villains we've ever had from the MCU. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, I, I felt I felt good about that one and an, another recent one that I think will prove to be important. And that's our And also I list. just wanna say you know, speaking of how Spider-Verse redeemed Spider-Man, so did this one, too. <laughs> put him oh, back yeah. On the right yeah. track. Unfortunately, yeah. afterwards it got derailed, but it did yeah. put him back on the right track. I guess the lesson with a lot of these movies is it's never too late for a comeback. That's right. Just when you think a character's ruined, they can always come back. Yes. I don't know after Far From Home, but we'll see. Yeah, but <laughs> well, you can pretend that doesn't exist because I mean, you haven't even seen it. Uh, oh no, I haven't. It's yeah. available, and I've decided no, life's too short. I'll just watch but episode one hundred again. <laughs> oh, episode one hundred! Oh no! <laughs> oh god! First time watching it. <laughs> uh, oh um, yes. But yeah, we can ignore that for now. Um, and yeah, the, those were our lists. Our top 10 most important superhero movies ever made. And with that, that's this episode of Comment Section. Uh, tune in for our next episode where we're going to talk about a little something called the Zack Snyder Cut. Maybe you've heard of it um, on this podcast. Um but for now, that's our each of our ten most important superhero films continue falling down that rabbit hole.